I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. KYW Original Podcasts. Aphrodisiac foods for your romantic Valentine weekend. Your mouth tingles and your lips pucker. So in this Valentine's weekend episode of What's Cooking on KYW... I spoke with the owner of a new restaurant in Philly on Walnut Street, which is Bodega, and he talked to me all about aphrodisiac foods. He had a surprising array of knowledge about the chemistry behind the food, so I do believe you will find this interesting, especially if you're cooking dinner for your sweetheart this weekend. Check it out. This is a podcast about food in and around Philadelphia. That's a quick, delicious, flavorful bite. It was really hard for me to get into it. Stories from behind the kitchen. This is a wood-burning oven from Italy. It is intense. And hear about quirky stuff, too. Eat a pint of ice cream as quickly as you can, and then resume the 5K. This is What's Cooking on KYW. I'm Hadas Kuznets at Bodega, 1223 Walnut Street, with Alex Vasliadis. He owns Bodega with his brother Stavros and another friend, George Karayanis. How about that for those pronunciations? They're tongue twisters to say the least. Thank you. Very Greek, very Greek. They've been in the food and beverage industry for decades, but you may know them from Monkey Bar and Bump and Q Lounge. And so now that bodega is open, we are talking about Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day weekend. Love in the bar scene. Love in the bar scene. That's that's almost sometimes an oxymoron these days, but I will elaborate by saying that if bodega stands for anything at all, it is about bringing love together. And we use food we use musical, we use cocktails as a, as a way of bringing people together to share our love. So I was promised that you would enlighten me about some aphrodisiac foods. Yeah, so we have a few specialties that we are going to be doing for Valentine's. In fact, for any Valentine's Day, it's it's just a beautiful, glorious thing. Of course, you have to like oysters. So we have a dish called the uh, Dolce Facit. In uh, Spanish, that's uh, seductive oyster. So we're going to be having some oysters with a, a pico de gallo, ceviche, with fresh herbs, with a habanero which in and of itself has capiscum, which escalates, shall I say, the erogenous zone, notwithstanding oysters, which, you know, we all know and have scientifically been proven to actually increase libido, but also those amorous feelings that people want to have. Why are oysters, like, so notoriously known to be aphrodisiac foods? Do you know? Yeah, uh, they have two very important aspects. One has to do with the scientific nature of the zinc, and uh, forgive me for saying, but it also has to do with the female genitalia, of its visual componency. So it, it has that... Uh, the way it looks. The way it looks, basically. Exactly. So when we talk about like um, uh, aphrodisiac foods, yeah. do sometimes those foods that are like phallic or... It is. I mean, the, ph- the phallic nature is sometimes just... That's what they are. And then the psychosomatic process of that kind of already heightens it already. Even though scientifically... They may not have some of the citrulline in there, which sort of gets your circulatory system going, or the arginine and watermelon. So those are... Those watermelon are some, is an aphrodisiac food? Watermelon is actually. The rind, as well as the seeds, have two chemical components called arginine and citrulline. So if you actually juice the rind of watermelon, you can kind of reproduce prescription medication. For real? For real. For real. 
Yeah, for real. Okay. Yeah. So put some watermelon rind in your smoothie. Put it in there, smoothen it up, and I assure you, you just might have a fourth kid, Hadas. <laughs> you know. But no, I mean, scientifically, they have been proven, of course. And yeah, the phallic nature of certain foods, the, the quintessential asparagus comes to mind. The banana naturally. And yeah, they are chemically, they have components and the potassium also kind of lends itself. Now I'm kind of getting a little geeky about the science behind it, but there, there is a lot of uh, truth to it. And when you juxtapose different flavors, for example, if we're using the watermelon at home, folks, by the way, if you really want to heighten that, you put a little bit of salt content, maybe a little bit of cheese, and I was also gathered to put a little bit of a chili pepper there. The capiscum, which is the component that creates heat, literally brings a rush of energy. It dilates blood in all regions, and its primary focus happens to be the erogenous zone. <laughs> you know, your, your mouth tingles and your lips pucker. Well, that has all to do with the, uh, the idea of dilation of blood vessels. And as we know, why lips are red and why now historically women sometimes wear red is to exaggerate the idea of flushed lips. So foods with heat are also... Foods with heat, oh yeah, yeah. The 5,000 HTPs, if you do things at home, folks, or even over here, for example, which we use ghost peppers or, or habanero peppers which we're going to be highlighting some of our dishes. But also cocktails as well have found their way into the Valentine love-making spirit. And so we use a lot of a generous portion of, uh, of ginger and, uh, and garlic as well. Ginger and... Wait, yeah. see, I would think that garlic would yeah. be a repelling agent. Yeah, I mean, one does think that just based on its pungent smell, of course. But what it does scientifically, chemically in your body, it changes your hormone levels. It creates internally your dopamines to go a lot higher than they usually are. And, you know, when you dopamine's a little bit higher. As we know, we all feel good. It's a better version of chocolate, to be honest with you. Really? You, so yeah. garlic over chocolate for Valentine's Day? Actually, garlic over chocolate all the time. And if you feel so compelled to, you should do a little bit of strawberries with some watermelon, add a little bit of the hot peppers. Even some powdered pepper works great. I have a ginger, garlic simple syrup. Add that with a tequila or a mezcal of your choice. And let me tell you, it will knock everybody's socks off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. I have a drink, actually, that we're going to be making. It's going to be called the Chica Never Lies, it's called. It's a combination of uh, Prosecco, which we all know Bubbles uh, has the, uh, the opportunity to circulate into the blood system a lot quicker, which is why Bubbles in general makes you feel better. Even club soda, for example, you know, vodka club soda, it just creates the sensation a lot quicker. So we're going to, be, we're going to have a reduction of a ginger and habanero, a simple syrup. We're going to couple that with uh, gin, which already is aromatic in and of itself, and I think that more, like seals the deal mm -hmm. when it comes down to it frankly speaking so gin should be the liquor of choice gin it's really two two gins uh, two liquors of choice it's the gin and the prosecco or any sparkling bubbly that you would like and you top that off I can tell you exactly. But what is it about? Because people do yeah. love champagne or prosecco or any yeah, kind of yeah. a sparkling wine. Yeah. That's kind of known as like a celebratory love potion. It is. It always historically been. Even now today, you find hadas that uh, people are celebrating a birthday or bar mitzvah or getting married. And what do we find for it? Go for the champagne toast. It's true. It heightens the sensation of, of feeling euphoric, and that has all to do with not only the chemical components of the grape and how its fermentation works, but also the bubbles. And it's it's really it's just a transport system. And so it kind of gets you more spirited a lot faster, a lot quicker. Because of the bubbles. Because of the bubbles. And then if you kind of make a nice cocktail, which we have a great cocktail that we're going to be, you know, like I said, a chica never lies because she will never lie to you. <laughs> 
or else, or else you'll tell you all the lies that you want to hear, in fact. And I can tell you proprietary what it is. I have no problem giving all that information out. So it will be gin. It's going to be our proprietary ginger and uh, habanero simple syrup that we're going to couple. We use grenadine for the simple nature of the color being red. We're also going to be using uh, Luxardo uh, cherries, another component that has a lot of potassium inside, which, as we all know, dilates the blood vessels. And so when your you know, blood vessels are dilated, and this is for all you guys out there, it dilates the blood vessels, guys. So you can kind of read between the lines there if you like. Blood goes to the right area of the Red body. Goes to the right area. That's right. <laughs> what is it about ginger that's an aphrodisiac food? Ginger is just more, uh, uh, it's, it's cousin. It's its friendly cousin. It just heats your body up just like habaneros do, just like anything that's on the heat, and heat, heat index. And uh, let's not even get into the components of uh, you know, antioxidants and anthrocytosins, which are other hues that are naturally found in ginger and garlic, as well as cherries as well. Anything that's red-orientated as well, they're anthracins, they're called. So they have another heightened sense uh, to your body that, it, that, it, that your body recognizes. They're xenohormones. If the fruit and vegetable kingdom had hormones, and that's what they would be. I'm noticing that all your aphrodisiac foods tend to be healthier on the healthier side. Every time. They are simply lighter on the digestive tract. You don't want to fall asleep after a romantic dinner. You don't want to do that, and that always happens after any large food. So if you are planning on a nice event, keeping a little bit on the lighter side is always a good way of approaching things and certainly suppling something that's a little bit dense in nature, for example. If one were to have a nice piece of steak, then I would suggest breaking it down with a ginger-based cocktail. How do you know so much about chemistry of, and what's in the food? It's just a hobby of mine, to be honest with you. I like reading. It's one of my hobbies that I've always done. And I've always found medical books and research very interesting. And if I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but my mom has autoimmune disease, so I became very interested in that even further 20 years ago. And how food can make can it better. And how can food can make it better. And so I really became aggressively more engaged in it over 20 years ago, about since 1995. And I just found it so very, very fascinating. It's just amazing. The chemical and how it changes to your biological. You know, it's not the other way around. Chemistry creates your, your biology. Just from everyday foods. From everyday foods. It's, it's you know, yams. You take, the, you take the simple yam and how it produces more lactation for women and it allows people to, I mean, there's just so many and it's all out there for you. We have a, a cornucopia of information that's available to you. What I would say though, if you have people who are interested, Forget about the blogs and forget about websites or people who are trying to sell anything. Really look at the meta-analysis, peer-to-peer reviewed research done on ResearchNet or any of the formal research websites that are available for people. And there's been testing done for the past 60 years that prove all this. Yeah. Keep it fresh. If you have to do anything can, beans hold their cans and they don't lose their nutritional values at all. But keep it fresh. Keep it local if you can. But more than anything, keep it seasonal. And I think your body will already act a certain way differently more than people have ever known. Let's talk about, I mean, you've been in the industry a very long time, food industries in the bar scene. Can you kind of talk to me about the evolution of love in the bar scene? You know, that's another great question. And, and it's always a question that's how do we bring people together in lieu of the advent of social media and people talking with their phones? And I've seen, unfortunately, a couple having a seemingly romantic dinner and people are not talking to each other. How could we do away with that? And there's no better way to do that than partake and having a really good interactive experience with food. Has it been a problem? It is, but then of course I'll be dating myself as to you know how high first experience uh, 
uh, going in my first relationship in the bar business. Because people used to like buy each other drinks, and yeah, now they're like texting. I mean, what we're trying to bring back, bring back is actually the you know uh, the matchbook where people can actually write down their number as exposed to you know changing their emails and perhaps Instagram. And I feel like if we can have fun with with not taking ourselves too seriously, and I think it's become so very serious about forgive me for saying this for the ladies in the world having biological clocks and they have to think about their own their own things and guys feeling the pressure of how do I talk to an attractive person introduce themselves in the world of technology it's become very very difficult you really I mean you've been watching people people at bars getting together and has that scene changed it has and it hasn't this is the ultimate human laboratory you know it really is you see everything and what I have noticed that people can be next to each other and they're talking to each other and they simply don't know how to say hello a simple hello and they much prefer to instant message Instagram it and they're sitting literally next to each other they haven't known each other so the complexities have really changed the way to make the first move so to speak the proverbial first move has become very staccato is that because of cell phones? It, it is it really is here you have people that have all those capacities and abilities to use their vocal cords you know their intonations and yet they forego all that and they choose to kind of communicate in different ways perhaps it's perhaps it's it's, it's a it's a simpler way for them, one that rejection will be not as harsh for them. And I can certainly empathize with them. I, we really do. But at the end of the day, everybody just has to work up the nerve, get over themselves, and just make the approach. What's the worst that's going to happen? You know what they say, the greater the risk. The higher the reward. That's right. Every time. So do you have any final last kind of food tips for couples and singles for Valentine's Day? Absolutely. For Valentine's Day, do it together. And I don't mean it in in terms of what's happening in the other side of the bedroom, kids, but do it in the kitchen. Play around. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Experiment. There's nothing better that you could do, particularly with a significant other that you've just met or you've gone on on 10 years. Experiment with the food. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Have fun. I mean, at the end of the day, food is just an expression of love and bringing people together. And it can't be any more truer than two people together, let alone four people if you're having couples you know, over and so forth. Experiment with some of those crazy ingredients. They're not as hot as you might think. They're not as terrible or odorous as you might feel. But you could play with garlic using some sugars and juxtaposing these things. But have fun in the kitchen. Have fun with the ingredients. Right now, I guarantee you, everybody in their cupboard has about $200 worth of pharmaceutical drug that they never knew that existed, but you could do homemade. So have fun. They're all, they're like, they give you the same yeah. results, like they're garlic like, and... Garlic and ginger and capiscum, just chili peppers. You have sugar. Play around some with some of your syrups. And this is not all applicable for alcohol. You don't need any alcohol to accomplish any of these tasks, in fact. You know, for people who are, who are teetotal, alcohol is not needed. It just exasperates the situation. But if you want to do with, play around with, with, with citrus ingredients, blueberries, I mean, cherries... There's so many good platforms of doing cherry juice and lifting up the heat with some garlic that's been reduced and charred and add some ginger to it, add a little bit of capiscum in there, make it like a golden tea with an almond milk, shake it up, and you'll be surprised what happens in the end. Alex Vasiliadis, thank you so much. Thank you very much, Hadas. We appreciate it, and I'd be remiss if I don't say everybody, happy Valentine's Day and love each other. And Bodega is at 12th and Walnut. Congratulations. Recently opened. So you are back in business. You were kind of, you know, out of the food industry for a little bit. Now you're back. 
We are indeed, and we thank you, and we hope that everybody can uh, make their way down and introduce themselves. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alex. You're welcome. That's it for this episode of What's Cooking on KYW. You can follow the show and get other delicious tidbits on Instagram at foodinthe215. And follow me on Twitter and Facebook for more news and insights at Hadas Kuznets. If you have a food tip or feedback about the show, reach out. And please take a moment to help us by rating and reviewing the show on iTunes. It helps us to keep making the podcast and get it to new listeners. I'm Hadas Kuznets, and that's What's Cooking. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.